millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Neil Taylor. You're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. And welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. This is a podcast about lesser-known artists and lesser-known bands and songs we think you should really check out. We are an indie podcast and we support indie artists. That's what we're all about. Uh, this is episode 13. As always on the show, I'm joined by Rich and Neil. Say hello, Rich. Hello. Brilliant. Say hello, Neil. Hello. <laughs> hello. As always, we have a special guest on the show and today we have uh, a bit of 80s rock royalty. Oh, pop, pop <laughs> royalty, I suppose you'd say. In uh, Neil sure. Taylor. Say hello, Neil. Hello, everybody. I yeah, think 90s rock royalty as well. I mean, uh, yeah, with, with Robin Williams and other other people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I suppose I, I cut my teeth in the 80s. And uh, yeah. that, that's what I'm kind of known for, I suppose, mainly. And and the Robbie Williams thing, I suppose. Yeah. Excellent. We'll, we'll, we'll come to all that. We'll get to all that. Yeah, in a little yeah, bit. yeah. As, uh, as always, we are a podcast of four rounds. Uh, we start with the head-to-head. Uh, Rich is leading the head-to-head at the moment. He's on eight. I'm on three, and Neil is on one. Just a quick explanation. The head-to-head is where, through the thousands of submissions we get, we all choose a song that we really like. We bring it to the podcast. We put them head-to-head against each other. And our special guest, in this case, Neil Taylor, decides which one is, is his favourite. So what are you bringing, Rich, for your head-to-head? Oh, I'm bringing <laughs> the song Still. By I don't know how to say her name. I think it's Cammy Petting. Cammy Petting, yeah, I'm gonna go with Cammy Petting. Cammy Petting and her song still featuring someone. <laughs> ben Cohen. Ben Cohen. My, I, I don't really have any well notes done, in Wade. front of me. I've got I've got a phone and a computer. No notes makes no sense. Uh, yeah. Excellent, uh, Cammy, Neil. Cammy what Petting. song are you bringing for your head to head? I'm bringing the song Judith by the band Parallax Skies. You are excellent, and I should be bringing. Funky Town Sex Machine by Black Magic Flower Power. Try saying that three times fast. No. <laughs> uh, on this, well, well, one on of this them episode... jump out the mirror and rip, rip, rip your throat out if you do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do, don't do three times faster in the mirror, no, exactly. So, on this episode, we, we normally do the, the hidden masterpiece, but uh, we've decided to take a step away from that now. And for those of you who don't know, the... the B-Sides, unfortunately, is no more. We've laid the B-Sides to rest. It was it was a lot of work. It was a lot of dilly-dallying about, and we weren't getting that much support for it, so we've laid, we've laid that to rest. There's a lot of editing. I couldn't be asked so, to do anymore. <laughs> 
pretty much. So we've, we've taken one of the best things from the B-side, which was the wildcard section, which is one of our favourite things, and we've put it into the main show now. So in uh, in place of the hidden masterpiece, we will have the wildcard. This is where we completely blindly choose one of the submissions and play it. So stick around for that, because that could be an absolute masterpiece or something else entirely. I really hope it's crap. I usually, I really I usually refer to dog shit as... Uh... It's what it could be. <laughs> As always, we, we'll have the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go. I've been challenged to go and find the music of hypnagogic pop, and I, I should be bringing a band called, well, a guy called DuckTales and his song Map to the Stars. And then we finish up, as always, with the artist spotlight. We'll talk all about Neil Taylor and what he's not been up to during lockdown and, you know, what, what hopeful, what's, what's hopeful in the future. Have I missed anything, boys? I don't think so. No. no. Excellent. So, uh, without further ado, we'll get straight to the first round, which is the... So, on episode 11, sorry, no, 12, 12. episode 12, Rich won, I believe. Did Rich win? He won fucking everything else, so he must have run that one as well. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. So, so you can go first, mate. Tell us all about your song. Go for it. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. Do you want That's me to put you on the spot? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was it, Cammy? Petty. He's not normally this disorganised. <laughs> I, I am. Yeah, it could be oh. Petty, you're right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so my artist is Cammy Petting, and I'm bringing her song still. Stars that shouldn't be there, plants that shouldn't grow. The cleanest fucking sidewalks that this city's ever known. Cause when the bitch you're laughing at is coming for your demographic, finally everything is still. Terror sounds like quiet. Panic sounds like calm How the wars are over From the dropping of one bomb Cause when the enemy today Doesn't discriminate by age Finally everything is still
says should be there. Plants that shouldn't grow. The cleanest fucking sidewalks that this city's ever known. When the bitch you're laughing at is coming for your demographic, finally everything is still. Finally everything is still. Finally everything is still. Okay, so that was Cami Petting. That was her. Wow, that is loud. <laughs> Fucked up there, didn't I? <laughs> Let's try that again. Uh, that was that was so loud. I thought I'd drop something. <laughs> so that was Cami Petting. That was her song. Still, and uh, didn't like it. <laughs> it was. It's a lovely song. I think we should talk about it now. I, I, I believe. Um. Cammy Pettin said to sound like the love child of Amy Winehouse and Billie Eilish. Cammy Pettin is a new force in the music scene. Her intoxicating vocals over experimental electronic beats scream authenticity and originality, valuing transparency and innovation. Cammy brings depth and funk with her alluring sound, using her lyrics to touch on topics that matter deeply to her, mental health. Self-acceptance and growth. My music to me is turning pain into power, explains Cami Petty. This song that you can slightly hear behind me is Cami Petty. I, I, it's, a, it's a beautiful song, I think. It's quite loud. I'm just going to turn that down a little bit. <laughs> But uh, it's a beautiful song. It's got a, a flatulating bass behind it, in part. It kind of gives it an unhinged, uh, deranged type feeling to it, so it stops it being completely beautiful, and it um, gives it a bit of grit and a bit of edge, which is nice. I'm not entirely sure what she's singing about. It seems quite dark, but I do like it. It's a, it's a beautiful song. Uh, let's start with Wayne. I, I haven't really got much to say, to be honest. It's Like you say, it's a really nice song. I think it's about how the world is at the moment and, you know, the absence of human. There's there's, there's lines she sings in there about, you know, the city. The city's really clean. I think she says the, the, the sidewalks are fucking clean, I think she says. She yeah. says it a couple of times, you know, it's just basically about... About about a city without humans, you know. I like it, um, and I like the fact that it's abstract enough that you could release this in a couple of years, and it wouldn't harken back to being locked about lockdown. It's, it's you know, it's not completely targeting that. It, it could be from a different time, but yeah. it also at the moment fits perfectly. It could be about yeah, a better nice world without humans, or it could be about the world at the moment where with where all the humans are locked down and not in it so it's kind of recovering if you like yeah. uh, that's I, pretty much it yeah. I love that bass it's, it's, it's a very analogue sound the bass yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a synth with the gate open so when it gets to the bottom instead of it sort of tapering off it doesn't it sort of opens out and flattens around and comes back on itself mm, you know it's nice. It's, it's nice it's a nice sound mm. uh, Neil Taylor we'll get to you we'll get to you what did you think oh, of this okay. song well, I, what I took from it, I think it's all about the lockdown because uh, there's a line in it which I thought was great. The enemy discriminates by age, um, which, which is a, a really good line. Um, 
She has an amazing voice and it has loads of emotion. She can really deliver the words well. I thought it was a great song. I mean, the only thing for me that let it down was the swearing. I mean, I'm not averse to swearing, but for me, it was the placement of it. I mean, why it is in the first kind of the third line of the song. You know, she she mentions the cleanest effing sidewalks this city's ever known. I mean, why? I mean, it, it doesn't kind of make sense. Yeah. I could understand it if it was in like the climax of the song. And she says it again at the end. I mean, it's just there because it's, I don't know, because it's Shock edgy or whatever. Um, but, I mean, overall, I thought thought it was fantastic. Do you know, I didn't think about it until you just mentioned it. But, yeah, it, it it's not in context. I mean, no, have, I mean, she, there's, she, there's she no have, reason. She could have used it to punctuate something that yes, uh, exactly. needed to. Yeah. But that didn't, yeah. that didn't necessarily need punctuating. I know what you mean now, yeah. No. Mm, yeah. 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 Uh, Neil? The other Neil, Raybould. Yeah, um, yeah I, I like this a lot. It's um, <laughs> it, it, very dark, as you've said, and you, you know me and darkness. It's uh, actually I've had a bit of an epiphany this week, which I'll get on to. And I'm 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 I'm, I'm not so much a fan of a dark darkness at the moment. I'll, I'll probably dip back into the darkness as, as time goes on. I didn't mean that. I do actually quite like the darkness. Of course, you know what they're doing now, don't you, CBB themes? But yeah, um, you know, kind of, uh, I think probably if I'd have heard this song a week ago, I'd have bummed off it. But uh, because of where I am at the moment, I, I, I'm not as dark as I used to be. And it, I, I think it's interesting what you said about the, the, the swearing, because I thought she sounded unnecessarily angry. About yeah. the clean sidewalk? Yeah, yeah. It's Fucking like clean it's pavement! Like, <laughs> but, but at the same time, that intrigued me, that interested me, it drew me in, because, uh, like you said, I, I, yeah, I, I did get the whole lockdown thing from it, but I think there's like, it almost felt, I, I listened to it several times, there was, there's a deep message in there that I'm I'm not quite getting. And I'm going to persevere the, the with it. For me, sorry, the, the, the swearing for me wasn't angry enough. If, if you're going to swear, it's, you're going to have, you know, I mean, it, you go back to swearing in songs, it starts with punk. So at yeah. least you've got to embody that sort of anguish and, and anger and angst. It is a funny... It's sort, of, it's sort of a passing comment, like something you'd say to a friend. But generally, it, it, I found it, You're right what you're saying, it's a bit off-kilter. It is a bit. It is a funny thing to be disgruntled about as well. It's like you come out with a face, and what's the matter with you? Just been outside, fucking pavement, fucking <laughs> clean, clean, <laughs> not a piece of plastic in sight. Yeah, no, go and chuck some litter over him. Couldn't find me a single white dog shit anywhere. But, but no, <laughs> overall, it felt like, I mean, I was really intrigued by this line, um, and again, you know, it delivered very angrily. I'm the bitch that's coming after your demographic. What? I didn't understand that. I, I, I didn't, but it bothers no, me that I can't no. understand it. it. It's playing yeah. on my mind. It's like there's a message in there, and I'm not quite sure what it is. Could like, be one per- line. It could be a very personal song, and it could be one line that really I really liked was when she said, "Terror sounds like quiet, and panic sounds like calm." And you know that again, like the whole everything it, seems contradictory. The whole yeah, song very, seems very contradictory. contradictory. Yeah, it, it intrigued me. It, it interests mm. me for that reason. But that's that's the city in lockdown, isn't it? Was it Alanis you know, Morissette? Yeah. City in lockdown, like, uh, and it's it's twenty eight days later, isn't it? Alanis Morissette yeah. did a contradictory song, didn't she? Uh, ironic. Ironic, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like that. It's moaning about there, stuff. There, there was there was there, oh, yeah. it was like there was a hidden depth to the song, and it was like the song was almost teasing me to. To, to find it, uh, I, I didn't quite manage it. 
and I feel like I've let the song down. I can't tell you either because I seem to have lost any description about the song that there might have been. But, but I liked it and it was interesting. That's the main thing. It was, you yeah, know, yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't bland. It was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and the haunting, um, the haunting music. I mean, you, you mentioned this, this bass, Rich, and it's like, you know, it's almost certain notes. I don't know if it's an effect, but it almost sounds like sort of, um, uh, what's the word for it? We deliberately play something out of tune. Wrong. Discord, that's it, yeah. No, thank, thank you, Neil. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, yeah. I, I really love the kind of, uh, lonely piano sound as well, which, which was yeah. really nice. It, yeah. it seemed like one of those old uprights, you know, slightly out of tune. In a dusty mm. room. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's very nice. Right, are we all spent on Richie's song? I think so. Yeah, you haven't said much, Wayne. Have you got any more to add? I've joined in. I've, you know, um, I've said my piece. I, I, I think did, it's a nice did, song. I think, I think the lyrics are really descriptive, and it puts you in a place and time. And like I said, I think it can be removed from this time and played somewhere else. You know, later down the line, five years, ten years, and it'd still have the same sort of effect and have the same sort of meaning. The demographic thing. Could she be aiming that at Trump? I don't know. I don't know. You know I, what I mean? I couldn't work out. It, it didn't seem to. It didn't seem to make sense in the sentence. I, I, I don't know. It could be, a, you know, it's just one of them. Like I said, it's, it's, you know, out of. Um, I, I've got the line written down here somewhere. <sighs> I wish I'd what I'll say is, normally, normally I don't pay that much attention to lyrics in songs. Normally, I have to listen to a song over and over again before I even register what the lyrics are about. But that gripped me straight away. This is, and that could only be a good thing. Exactly. Right. Uh, we'll move on. We'll move on to you, Neil. Go for you next. Okay, so uh, I'm bringing uh, Parallax Skies with their song Judith.
So that was Parallax Skies with uh, with Judith. Regular listeners may recognise the name. This isn't the first time I've brought a Parallax Sky song for my head to head. I brought their song Strike It Lucky towards toward, towards the end of last year, I think, sometime. I've got it right uh, now. one of the reasons. Actually, can you? Well, when did I bring you? Yeah, can you? It was uh, it was season two, episode thirteen with Francesca Louise. It was. It was episode thirteen. Episode thirteen. So halfway through the season. Uh, well, it's it's season three, episode thirteen today. I didn't know that. Oh but, wow! See, so uh, yeah, yeah. Should there there you go. 14, this time next year, Parallax Sky is right another song and I'll bring it <laughs> so we will, uh, I will make a point of bringing them on the 13th show of every of every season even if they're not making music anymore yeah I will find a way I'll drag them into the studio somehow but uh, yeah I really like this band and, and that was what drew me to them I recognised the name and I thought um, I, I thought let's have a listen to this but then I found I really liked the song so a bit about Parallax Skies their bio says they were formed from the fumes of several northeast stalwarts Parallax Skies combine hints of new romanticism shoegaze and Britpop to build the backdrop of their sprawling bass driven sound with a nod to the nostalgia of alternative 80s and the anthemic vision of the 90s, the band have set their sights on differentiating themselves whilst engaging and delighting audiences. I'd say that's a pretty accurate description. So yeah, there's this song, Judith. Again, I mean, you know, we've just been talking about lyrics for Richie's song, and I'm not normally big on lyrics, but, but the lyrics of this song gripped me, and I wanted to understand what it was about. It's probably a little bit cheesy to say, you know, this song changed my life. But this song did did seriously cause me to question my outlook on life. Because it kind of like, I mean, I've no idea if this is actually what it's about. But for for me, it seems to be telling a story where somebody basically turns around to his his other half and says, you know, what's the matter with you? And she says, oh, well, I'm down about all the stuff that's on the news at the moment. And, you know, again, referencing lockdown, you know, everything that's going on at the moment. And I I find I get like that. I kind of... I tend to be quite politically minded, uh, and I I get offended when things happen, like in, in government that I don't approve of, and I get a, oh, I get like really angry and get on my soapbox and start getting really passionate about things I've got no control over. Uh, and where this song kind of goes, it's it's almost like she's like, yeah, well, there's all this stuff going on, but that's not what's upsetting me. What's really upsetting me is I remember this time when we used to just live for each other and we used to be in love and we used to do all of these things and we used to just enjoy life and it didn't matter what was going on outside we could enjoy life and I kind of thought fuck me I used to be like that (laughs) 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 and it, it, it did cause me to question my life and it caused me to look at you know my relationship with my wife my relationship with my kids and it caused me to do a lot of soul searching so you know, and I think that, that's why I say I'm not in, I'm not in a, as dark a place as I used to be. And it's all thanks to this song. You've been dark for a long many years, I have, Neil. Yeah. And it's took I this have, one song to bring you out of it. Yeah. I don't think these so, guys realise what they've done. No, I don't think they do. You know, also, I have to mention that uh, on the email I sent through to us, the, um, the band, they're, they're releasing this as a charity single. I mean, it's released on the 1st of July, so it's, it's, it's released now. It's, uh, it's available for purchase. As the band are fourth. Four-fifths of the band grew up in West End, Newcastle, which is an area which has been hit uh, particularly hard by recent events. They've decided to donate all of the royalties, uh, streaming income, any money they make at all from this to uh, Newcastle West End Food Bank. So if they get two million listens on Spotify, they'll be able to donate a tenner? Well, indeed, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, every, every little helps. Very true. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I emailed them today and said, um, you know, I'm really impressed, really impressed with your song. I'm really impressed with what you're doing. I'd like to make a little donation to your cause. How do I do that? And they said, well, best thing to do is buy the single. <laughs> so, so, so I did. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. If you have any issues playing this or uh, fitting it into the edit, then I, I own a digital copy of it. 
Um, but I, I'd, I'd encourage everybody to this time. It's, it's, it's a good cause. Let's support the Newcastle West End Food Bank. Excellent. I, I think Newcastle should have sank into the tide a long time ago. Rich, you're next. Nice. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> I love Newcastle. I've had some very good nights in Newcastle. And the song... I, I, I like, like their brown ale. They do have some nice brown ale. As for this song... I like this song. It's a, it's an evolution of rock. Is what the, what came to me. It's um, it's yeah, it's contemporary rock. It, it works to that. It's the rock hasn't really come into this decade. I don't think. I, 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 it's kind of got left behind, and it's all the electronic music and all the rap and the other stuffs come in and. Rock's kind of got left behind, but uh, occasionally you get some bands who make it work today, and this this works. This is good. It's a good, it's a good message, and there's a lot of, a lot of dark music out there at the moment. Lots and lots of dark music. I've been listening to lots of submissions. You've been listening to some very dark music lately, Rich. Yeah, and this <laughs> we, is, we won't go there. <laughs> and this is a bit of light in the darkness. This is, but yeah, it's, it's upbeat. It's. It's just good. It's good. It's it's nothing. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it's just really good. Are these the guys that um, put uh, put you at the start of their gig? No, I mean, was it no? No. Neil, Neil said something in the, in one of the shows, and they use it as a clip at the start of their gig. Yeah. Like, like an intro. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a band I I brought, and I can't remember for the life of me what they. Oh, you said it wasn't Blackbeard's Tea Party or Woolly jumpers. Woolly jumpers. And no, that yeah. was me. That was me and you for Grand Factory. That was on the B side, oh, and then yeah. and then there was another band where Neil said something. They said we want to use it as a sample in our song. Oh, okay, that's the two you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I like it a lot. It's a good song, really good song. Um, Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. so Wayne or Neil? Uh, Neil, Neil, uh, Mr. Taylor. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I I agree with everything Richie said. Really, I mean, it to me. I mean, it, it's quite reminiscent of Susie and the Banshees for some reason. That's the first thing I kind of mm. like, took from it. I love, I love the guy's voice. It's a lot, you know, it has character. And I, I think this band have a lot of potential. A really good song. I, I love the uh, guitar sound in, in the, the riffs and stuff. I mean, it was very inventive and quite hooky. And it, it wasn't too long. It was, like about, I think it was probably about three minutes long. I mean, the only thing that I, I would say, a typical musician, is that the, the song for me didn't settle down until after the first chorus in, in terms of the playing. I think I'm, I'm not really blaming the band or anything like that, but it's if, if you imagine you know going into a recording studio, um, it's daunting for any musician. And once that record button is pressed, then the nerves kick in. They probably had limited time in, with the guitars and overdubs and stuff. I mean, if I was a producer, I, I, I would have probably made them do another couple of takes. But it's that—that's all it was down to, really. Just a couple more takes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I—I I, I loved it. I, I really liked it. Yeah, I know you're saying about the the studio. I remember the first time I went into the studio to do the drums. I think I spent eight hours doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I can tell you some stories about doing over and over <laughs> things over and over. <laughs> Rain. Excellent. Uh, so we've had, like, like, like we've all said, we've had Parallax Guys on two episodes. We had them on a B side as well with um, the featured um, She Beats from from Birmingham. That was uh, early parts of this year, I think it was, Rich. Yeah. It was during lockdown actually, so it wasn't too long ago. I've I've been very critical of these guys in the past, um, and one of the things that Neil picked up on, um, Neil Taylor picked up on there, saying that um, it wasn't too long. Whereas I think the first song Neil brought. I said it was too long, and it was the radio edit. 
Doesn't yeah. need a brawl to look five and a half, six minutes of radio in it. So, so yeah. I, I do I, like my epic I mean, songs, to be fair. Yeah. And the, the start again, we had a song, I can't remember. I've been trying to wrap my brain all day, trying to find it as well. We had a song on an A-side or a B-side not long ago. May have been brought by you, Neil, I'm not sure, that had to start the drums very much similar to this. The, the very Chelsea dagger, if you know what I mean? Yeah. The way, the way they pound. And then obviously it settles down and does into something else. For me, they're, they're peddling a pre-Britpop sound in this, sort of before the mid-90s, before, you know, the explosion of Oasis and, and, you know, that sort of dirty indie sound. They're very reminiscent of cast and of the Zootons, those sort of, you know... Um... Zootons wasn't before, uh, wasn't pre... Um... No, no, I agree, well, it wasn't, neither was cast, to be honest, but they were still sort of playing that, you know, Mock Turtles, that sort of sound, yeah. you know, like <clears throat> late 80s, early 90s. It's a nice song. You're saying about the um, the Northeast and uh, the Newcastle food banks. There was a film last year, in fact, it might, I think it might be 2018, that really affected me about food banks, and if you get a chance to go and, go and see it, or you get a chance to watch it, watch it, it's... Uh, I think it's by Ken Loach, and it's called... Oh, no, it's not. It's by Mike Lee. It's directed by Mike Lee, and it's called I, Daniel Blake, and it, it wrecked oh, me. It's yeah. one of the only films... I've not seen one of the only films the last, yeah, the, One of the only films in the last 20 years that made me cry in the cinema. It is absolutely heartbreaking. It is it is a fucking immense film, and that is all to do with food banks in the northeast. So, yeah, so I commend Parallax Skies for what they're doing. It's, it's a, a very worthy cause. So, have we all finished on Parallax Skies and Judith? We are. I do yeah. believe Indeed. so. Right. Okay, so we'll move on to my song then. So I am bringing Funky Town's Sex Machine by Black Magic Flower Power. Enjoy.
So that was Funky Town Sex Machine by Black Magic Flower Power. Uh, I'm going to read you a bit about these guys. So they are based out of the Sonora Desert. Black Magic Flower Power uh, have coined the phrases Stoner Disco and Desert Boogie to describe their unique blend of disco, pop, psychedelic rock, funk and soul into one delicious Scooby snack. I mean, from the minute, you can hear it, from the minute this song started, it had my attention. It's like, this is something I haven't heard before. Sent through in the submissions, it's instantly grabbed my attention. I can't remember what 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 I've wrote here. <laughs> so it instantly puts you in, in mind of like flares and bonnet sliding and 70s cop shows from that brilliant wide guitar and that you know just the epicness of, of that 70s sound and the groove of the bass and the drums and how they work together is just phenomenal and it makes you want to move it makes you want to you know swing a shoulder or something it is it is an absolute belter of a track and there's something sort of new and fresh about this old sound it's, it's kind of the way... you remember Heavy Man from the last B-side we did, Rich? Yeah. You know, we said it's a fresh sound, but you can't put your finger on it. It's an old sound. Heavy yeah. Man was a, a typically old 90s sound. Somehow, they made it current, and the, I, I couldn't work out what it was that they were doing that made it do that, because everything was almost a cliché of that era. In fact, this is the sound. This is almost a cliché of that, yeah. that disco era. Mm. I mean, it's a great soundtrack. It's produced with an inch of his life. I absolutely love it. And the way he sings in this, is, I think that, what, you know, thinking about it now, that's what, maybe what puts it apart, because it's not the typical sort of singing that would go with this sort of track, but it works for me all day long, you know, it's, it's brilliant. I lo- like I say, I love the, la- the looped bass groove. I think that's fantastic. I love the way the synth comes in um, at the chorus. It really elevates the song, and they give it sort of centre stage as well, which you don't get that very often as a synth taking centre stage. But it's there. Yeah, they look like they sound. You know, the, the videos um, for the song is exactly what you think it would be like. I absolutely love this. It's just fun as well. I'm all about the fun at the moment. I just want to bring songs that are fun, and this is fun. Start with Neil Neil R. This time. Neil Raymond. Well, uh, yeah. What can I say? This was not what I was expecting. It um, it, it completely blew me away. It, I, I've been all, all day. I've been trying to think of what emotion. Um, this song captured for me, uh, and just as Wayne was talking, I've hit the nail on the head. You know the, um, you know the bit at the end of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark when they they open the Ark of the Covenant and the faces just melt off. <laughs> that, that's sort of that's sort of emotionally the effect this song had on me. It was just it was just so powerful. It just it's it a just melts. It's a face melt, yeah. It, 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 it melted my musical face off. It, it's just it's just the power of it. It's just like, like you say, you can't help but, you know, sort of boogie along to it. And, you know, just like it gets into your soul. Yeah. It, I, 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 you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm a bass player. I, lo- I, love the, I, love the, I love the bass part about three and a half, you know, bass solo about three and a half minutes in. It was just like, I was thinking, you know, what this song could use right now is a really funky bass solo. And then it just came along and knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I think it's one of the one of the best submissions we've ever had, to be perfectly honest. Wow. Excellent. So, uh, right, yeah. Neil, Neil Taylor. Ah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought it was a, a really good song, and I, I imagine that this band are great live. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I, I, I agree that the, the voice just really works with the song it's not what you expect but that's what i liked about it yeah the the the, the retro 70s funk thing is is really really good um i i used to hate it in the 70s 
I used to hate funk in the 70s. I, you know, I was into, like, uh, you know, just growing up with the Pistols and, you know, bands like that. But now I, I, I can appreciate it completely. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I love this song, but the, the only thing I, I'd say, it, it just went on too long for me. It, it, I think it's about five or six minutes long. And nothing yeah, really... Right, yeah, nothing it doesn't really change new, enough. It doesn't change enough, no, does it? Nothing too? really new happens yeah. for me, you know. Um, and... Also, I mean, it would be great in a movie, you know, a 70s movie, a 70s porn Shaft. movie. <laughs> yeah. Jack, Jackie you Brown know. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, I really do like it, but it's just a little bit too long for me. It is, it is very retrograde. I love that, yeah. that the, the line he sings about James Brown as well. I, yeah. I, I, I meant to write it down earlier, I forgot. It's, yeah, it's, it's brilliant, I love that. Rich, what's, what's your thoughts? Um, when I said earlier that it's almost a cliche of that style of music from that time and uh, you said something about the vocals that stood out as different and then I realised that yeah, actually the vocals aren't typical of that time the vocals were more like I like to party everybody does which is a, a style of dance, the dance music from like the 2000s early 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah. So there's a, there's, a, there's a bit of modern dance in there, hidden in there. But the, there's, there's so much music in there, so much musicality, so much complexity that you kind of have to really dig to find stuff that's other stuff in there. It's, it's almost like a, it's dense. It's yeah, I, I think to, to me as well, yes, that's right. I mean, I, I think it was like, what else did they use in the 70s to, to you know, on these kind of bump tracks? And they seem to like throw everything into it, you know, mm. uh, all, all, all the different sounds that were used in the 70s, you know, apart from strings. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a re- the musical equivalent of a really really stodgy Christmas pudding, <laughs> where you're like you're like that that was fucking amazing, but then afterwards you can't move. <laughs> yeah, um, brilliant analogy, Neil. Uh, <laughs> don't know where to go with that, but um, yeah, I love it. We've got face face melting and Christmas puddings. <laughs> um, that, those. Those of those who watch The Mighty Boosh will remember an episode where he goes after the funk because the funk, oh, took, yeah, the, the yeah. funk took over certain people in the past mm. and gave them the ability to become superstars and they had the funk and they were able to funk. This guy has found the funk. Oh, yeah. This guy has been totally, completely taken over by the funk. And I, th- I think he passed a bit of it on to me just, just through listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did like it very good. It's like, like I say, maybe a bit too much going on for me. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Love it. It's, it's something you're saying there, um, uh, Neil Tyler and, and Rich. You were saying how dense it was and how, how thick it was, and obviously of a 70s sound. It occurs to me now as we're talking about it, it has got a sort of production of Phil Spector about it. You know, throwing as much as you can and make it as wide yeah. as you can. You know, and, and I'm not against that. I think Phil Spector's music, apart from him being an absolute fucking arsehole towards women. <laughs> I think his music's all right. He, he was. He, he's in prison now because he killed his girlfriend, you know what I mean? So, long may he rot. But his music does stand up. and He's got great hair. I though. think this is the same sort of thing. <laughs> it's it's very wide. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Wayne. Are we at the end? Are we at the end of the head-to-head? Is that, I do are we, believe are we all so. spent? <laughs> before Neil Taylor makes his decision on which is his favourite, I want him to know that he's going to be rewriting somebody's EPK here because this is Neil Taylor of Tears of Fears, Tordy Robbie Williams, 
play uh, played on with Tina Turner and the like. So whatever you decide now, somebody's going to stick in their EPK. <laughs> I won. <laughs> I won a battle of the bands on a podcast uh, out of thousands of submissions. Neil Taylor chose me. That's going to go in their EPK. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll uh, remember who I am. But um, you know, <laughs> so so yeah, I've I've chosen. Can I say who I've chosen? You can. Or... Yeah, go for it. Right. Okay. Well, it's Parallax Skies. Yay! Uh, Judy. <laughs> I thought it might be. I thought it might. Be. Yeah. I've got, I've got excited because I'm on one at the moment, so uh, <laughs> I've got, I've got a little bit of credibility back. <laughs> and uh, any minute now, Rachel's going to come storming in saying you've just woken the kids up. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Neil. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah, the best one I've So, uh, so excellent. So, at the end of the head-to-head, Neil, Neil wins for the first time since the first episode. <laughs> yeah. So. He's waited to what's that, 11 Second time this season. So, yeah, um, by all means, go back and check out Parallax Skies, which is our winner this week, and their song, Judith. Make sure you download that song. You know, it's all going to a good cause, so make sure you do that. Go check out Funky Town Sex Machine by Black Magic Power, uh, Black Magic Flower Power, sorry, and obviously still by Cami Pettin and Ben Cohen. Uh, yeah, so we'll move on now. Um, Rich, take it away. We're going to move on to our new section which has been stolen from the B-side, which doesn't exist at the moment. We might bring it back in the future, but we're having a bit of a break from it at the moment. But we've stolen the wild card. So in this section, the way we did it on the B-side was, I put it out on Twitter that we want artists to leave their links and we would select one at random and then we'd play them. We don't know what they sound like or anything, but, you know, that, that, that's that's what we'd do. But what we're going to do this time is, which is a bit different, is I'm going to get my notes up. Come on. <laughs> I just had it right in front of me. My, my screen reloaded <laughs> on a different screen. Technology. Oh, that's really annoying. Technical difficulties. It won't be a second. I hate computers. I reckon the world is a much better place before technology. Before we could do this. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to do different this time is, rather than going on Twitter, um, I'm going to go through the submissions that we've had through the emails because that'll have they'll have all the information I need on them. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to flick through the hundreds and thousands of emails, and at any point, and I'm flicking now, Neil, you're going to say stop. Neil Taylor, say stop. Oh, whenever, yeah. whenever. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> whenever. Stop. Stop. Okay. 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 <laughs> And I've stopped on Alpha Signal. Okay, so we've got... It says, the email says, Hi, Richie Neil Wayne. Firstly, I hope you are all keeping well in these weird times we are living in. We are Alpha Signal, an alt-rock quartet based in Glasgow. Our debut single, Milking a Dead Man, was released earlier today. Wanted to I like sub- them already. Wanted to submit for... <laughs> Playlist consideration, MP3 attack. We'd love to hear what you think. You can find out a bit more about us at our social media channels. Facebooks, Instagrams, Twitters and the likes. And our signal, our single, signal, our single <laughs> is here. So the so Milking a Dead Man by Alpha Signal. Is that right? Yeah? Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> this is that song... Down. 
That was Alpha Signal with their song "Milk Still Milking a Dead Man." Is that what I said? Or, or was yeah. that the album? Milking, that milking a Dead Man. Milking a Dead Man. Alpha Signal. Um, yeah, like I said, like, they, they sounded like an, an angry bunch of utes. Um, it's Wayne. This is your style of music. Take it away. <laughs> I mean, you just you just laid them hard or what? Did, right, uh, okay. All I can say is Courtney Love because that that's immediately who you go to when you listen to a female fronted uh, punk band. Uh, it's just, that's right. what it reminds me of. Okay, we get a lot of submissions. I mean, lots. I mean, I, I, I managed to go through about a hundred uh, about a week ago, and I think we've had another four hundred since. So my hundred taken out was worthless, to be honest, because I, I just can't seem to get on top of it. But the point I'm, I'm going to get to here is, when we get female-fronted rock alternative bands, they they blend, they blend into each other. You you, you listen to one, and then you get to the next, and, and something to do with female vocal, and they they want to sing on these records. This steps out from that. You know, there's something quite. I wouldn't say it's original, but it's something that captures my attention in this. And I like the fact that it's not produced within an inch of its life. It's It's got grit. It's got blemishes. It's got, you know, some falls. The vocal isn't perfect, and I fucking love that about it. You know, it's capturing what they are as a band. And a lot of bands don't, you know, they, they go into a studio and they don't really do that. They, they go in and, and they capture themselves perfectly as a recording band, not as the live band. And I think there's a, there's a bit of mix here. You know, you can hear both sides of that coin and for me it really works he's saying short love that about it love the fact that the bass is really high in the mix and the, the guitars are, are you know coming to try and play against the bass it's not very often you get that because normally it's the guitar that's really high in the mix yeah I, it's it's uh, yeah it's a winner for me I love it um, I wasn't taking away from it it's just this isn't my style of music I, I'm not, I've never been into the old shouty shouty thing uh, Occasionally, one might pop up the right, but it's not my style of music. I do appreciate appreciate it. I do appreciate the angst. This is the kind of angst that I was expecting her to be shouting about the um, the, the clean pavement. Fucking clean pavement! She's she doing the growly bit as well, no, or is that, there's there's, there's, that, no, that's a guy. I that's think. a guy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. There's times where this steps away from being just like an alt rock song and becomes quite hardcore punk. You know, dips its toe in there a little bit at times. Well, yeah? Yeah, I do. I do appreciate the tip of the hat to uh, like the original punk. It's like you say with the blemishes and, and they're not. It's not polished. But the thing is, listening to them, it's not like they couldn't polish it. I reckon they could if they wanted to. Yeah. But um, they've done that as like a tip of the hat. It's like keeping that ethos of what punk was and punk should be alive. So I do appreciate that. But this is too, he- too heavy. The, the two of the heavy side of punk for me. Uh, Neil Taylor. Well, I mean, it's it reminds me of like back in the seventies when I was in a kind of punk band. And uh, I, I, if I had my time over again, I think this would be a kind of band I'd like to be in. Um, All right. And. I love that little fuzz guitar break. Do you know what? I've been trying to get a kind of fuzz guitar sound like that for fucking years, and I still haven't found it. <laughs> oh, you need electro harmonics, big muff for that. What you need, Neil? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I've tried that. It's not. No, I don't. I don't know what it is. I tried so many different fuzz pedals, you know. But um, oh, okay. Well, 
Hang on a second then, uh, Alpha Signal, if you're listening, get in touch, we can, we can hook you up with Neil. Yeah, <laughs> I like the fuzz sound, yeah, completely. No, I mean, it's, it's got ev- everything that I, I love in music about it, you know, it, it just got to me straight straight away, so the first few chords, I thought, oh yeah, I like this, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's my main kind of music really, you know, punk, uh, I mean, it, I kind of grew up liking uh, people like Deep Purple and... Uh, T-Rex as status quo but when when the punk explosion came along I mean everything got all all music got thrown out the window it was like no this is it and I still when I hear stuff like that it still sends that shiver down my spine you know and uh, yeah I, I loved everything about it really well, I wouldn't have pictured you, picked you as a, a, a punk person, you know. You got, oh, yeah, yeah, you've oh, got yeah. You've got that classic rock star and you've come from, like, a an ele- electric background. I mean, Tears for Fears, they were quite an electric band, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I didn't kind of, um, you know... I started playing like things like um, like Jimi Hendrix and stuff and then punk came in and then I kind of forgot all about it for a few years. But obviously, you know, it kind of... Uh, Times moved on, and I, I, I needed to play again, you know, properly. So you were kind uh, of like forced to, to move with the times. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Neil Raybold. Um, yeah, this was powerful. Um, I, I think this would be a great band to go and see live. It's um, it's it's music to vandalise a car to, isn't it? <laughs> 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 you, you, you know, there's, there's energy and there's passion, there's power there, and you know, I, 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 I like a bit of bit of bit of bit of punk. Um, I, um, you know, I kind of like. I would so demolish a Ford fucking Sierra Cosworth to this, absolutely. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know how if the band are listening, they'll take this, but there's um, it was bugging me because the 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 the, the bassline intro reminded me of something. It reminded me of another song. Uh, it was really bugging me, and then he came in. There's a bit of a breakdown later on. It came in again, and I realised what it was. It reminded me of the theme song to a very girly TV show I used to like called One Tree Hill. <laughs> Uh, the song I don't want to be. By, me of one uh, the um, I don't think I've ever mentioned it before. Uh, <laughs> the uh, five times. <laughs> have I? All oh, right. Um, I was I, I was a huge fan back in the day. But uh, yeah, the, I mean, there's the song I don't want to be by Gavin DeGraw. Uh, absolutely phenomenal song in my opinion, and uh, perhaps not what these are aiming for. But that bassline is reminiscent of it. And then, of course, the, the the screaming and the intense guitar start and and shift you somewhere else. Loved it. Yeah, uh, if I had to make one small criticism, it's that towards the end it started to get very sort of um, there's like a shouty section that sounds a bit weak. It sounds a bit half-hearted. It's kind of like you know, if you are going to do screamo, do do it properly. Make it make it sort of um, inaudible. You know, it, 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 it <laughs> kind of almost to, sounds. I don't want to have to understand what you're saying. Yeah, it almost sounds like they're trying really hard to be, you know, to 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 to, to, to you know to do that kind of style, but they haven't quite got the the passion. No, t- see, t- see, I know, I know where you're aiming at the screamo. I don't think this is aiming at yeah. screamo. This is more heading towards uh, misfits territory. That sort of, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Then he, 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 for me, it sounded like they were trying to go somewhere, but they didn't quite believe in it. It's like but, hatebreed. Uh, go and, the, go and listen to some hatebreed. What's, what's the song that goes? Uh, you know the one. I don't know the lyrics. I, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> is it? Was it the Foo Fighters? I, 
dude, I thought you were fucking Oh, yes, I know. I, 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 <laughs> all my life. Da, oh, da, 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 da. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, it's Foo Fighters, yeah. It reminds me of that Waves yeah. holding me down. Yeah. Hear that one? Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, just edit I, that. And make sure you edit that bit out that I just did. Where I just, I, like, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to turn I, that I, I, I was in the band that tried to cover times. that once. <laughs> that's, that, 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 that's a phenomenal song. Yeah, it reminded me of that a bit. Um, the, yeah. the reason I struggle with this now is because the bar has been set for me when it comes to punk music, especially female-fronted punk music. And, in fact, this, the, the band I'm about to mention is probably my favourite punk band at the moment, and that's Brutus. And they've just set the bar for me. So I, I always... I, I don't mean to, but I always compare with Brutus, and I think that band is absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they're great live. Yeah, I didn't get to see them live, did I, Wayne? No, you didn't know. I did, though. I, I got to stand right near enough at the front. Yeah, it's great. For free. Did you For free, yeah, it's great. He, he I, I didn't know. No, they're, they're too big for us now, to be honest. You know what right. I mean? We're about lesser-known bands. They're quite big now, aren't they? Actually, no. They, they, yeah. they, they did, I think they did agree to come on the show, but I never contacted them back. Um, Fucking so much of a fan you are. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. They're not as famous as Neil Taylor. Oh. No, no. Well, I've I've, ne- I've never heard of them, but I mean, you know, you were saying like bands like the Cast and stuff like that earlier, and it's like I've heard of these bands, but. I, I think I've led a bit of a sheltered kind of musical life. I, I guarantee um, somebody like Cast, you, I'd play you 20 seconds of the song and you'd go, oh, go, yeah, oh I, exactly I remember that one, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, waiting yeah. for the summer or was that dodgy? That's dodgy. I, you know what? I, I went to a gig last year and Dodgy and Cast were on the same bill along with Space. And um, Oh, that sounds oh, awesome. Uh, dodgy were really fucking boring. I ain't going to lie. Really? They were really boring. yeah. I'm, okay, I'm glad they're not going to listen to the podcast. Space, space were fucking ace. Space were brilliant. Mm. Anyway, moving space on. Space back in the 90s. You they and me were, against the yeah. world. Moving That's on. the one, yeah. They, they, were, they were fantastic. Dodger just looked like an old bunch of old men who come out of retirement just to, you know, just pay the bills. <laughs> Paul McCartney. Really did. That's what he does. Every time I see Paul McCartney now, I think he's just, just trying his hardest to keep it, keep it still going, keep the, the flame burning. Bless him. But to, it, to be fair, he's doing well considering he died, considering he died in 1965. 66, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Are we, all, are we all spent on the wild card, by the way? We are. We are. We are. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant song. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yes, I agree. So, so now we're going to move on. I hope I'm going to press the right button now, so I can't remember which one it is. But we're going to move on now to the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode. Go. Oh! <laughs> Press the wrong button. No. So, uh, yeah, this this one. So on a previous episode, this time, which is brilliant last time, I thought. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I've been I wasn't expecting that at the end. Can I go? Can I go? Is it safe? <laughs> right, and so I've been challenged. Pair of fuckers. <laughs> Sorry. Right, so on. I was challenged to go and find some music of hypnagogic pop. Uh, so I brought a band or a guy called Ducktales, and his songs mapped and his, and his song mapped to the stars, which sounds a little bit like this. 
So that was DuckTales with his song Map to the Stars. Uh, so I'm going to read you a little bit about what I could find out about hypnagogic pop and then we'll have a chat about uh, the song. And So it's abbreviated to H-pop and is a genre of pop and psychedelic music that evokes cultural memories of nostalgia, particularly the 80s. It emerged in the late 2000s as an, Amer- as an American lo-fi uh, and noise. Musicians began adopting retro aesthetics um, remembered from their childhood. Uh, recordings circulated on cassette and on internet blogs were typically marked off uh, by using sorry were typically marked by the use of um, outmodeled analog equipment and DIY experimentation DuckTales this is Map to the Stars and it's from the album Jersey Devil from 2017 quick thanks to DuckTales and for letting us use their song thank you very much DuckTales is a solo project of Matthew um, Mondanile he's a co-founder of New Jersey band Real Estate while not too dissimilar in tone from their own it's not easy reading is it Wayne I'm reading my own handwriting as well that's what's worse while not too dissimilar in tone from their own sun-kissed pop Monodile's work on DuckTales presents a more fragmented mercutial version of the garden state of the mind so yeah I brought this song because I listened to a whole playlist of songs and they're, they're really nice and mellow I think before we started recording, you said um, like low key trip hop. Yeah, this is the birth of trip hop. This is, isn't it? I mean, it's it's just lovely. It's chilled. I mean, it, it's it's after trip hop. To be honest, two thousand eight. You know, trip hop's well underway by then. You know, massive um, attack. I thought you said that it was that analog year of cassettes and stuff. Well, no, it's 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 reminiscent. It's going back to that sort of yeah, yeah. It's a throwback to that. I've I've been listening to to this for a while. To be honest, this genre of music without even realising it. There's an album last year that was one of my favourite. Was my favourite of last year, which was Bat Flash's album Lost Girls. I had that thing on repeat. It was just brilliant, and that that is reminiscent of this. You know, it's hypnagogic. It's it's throwback to the eighties. It's using analog synth. It's using that sound, and it sounds like this is great. It's um, I just just one more thing. Uh, Bands that are sort of in this era obviously DuckTales he's one of the, the front runners the guy called Ariel Pink James Ferraro oh, I can never I've got, my handwriting has got worse and worse and worse I can't even read that one I think he's one of Thrick's point never I think he's called you know your handwriting's <laughs> bad when you can't read it yourself yeah. <laughs> I miss my calling life should have been a doctor yeah this is my kind of music I like this this is laid back this is you know drive on a Sunday afternoon with the sun that, that sort of thing love this rich um, yeah, this is reminiscent to so many different uh, styles of EDM. You hear some house in this, like I say, you know, there's trip hop, the, the trip hop. Um, yeah, it's it's not, it's not it's, you, you can't break it down technically. It's just a nice piece of music uh, to you can chill to. But yeah, you know, I like I like it. I just like it. I, I can't. There's not not really anything else I can say about it. It's just a nice piece of EDM. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about it, absolutely. Neil, Taylor. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can imagine that this guy sat in his bedroom with a reel-to-reel recording it, you know, and it really helped to have the video linked to this because it, it just it brought the song to life more, the video. I really enjoyed the, the video. It's a bit wacky. I didn't um, see that. Yeah, but it's, but it's a re- really good video. Very, very simple. I, I, I like the message of the chorus. I, I did struggle to hear the lyrics a little bit in the verse. I, I couldn't quite understand the, what... It, he was singing in the verse, but the, I love the simplicity of the production, and it just it just takes me back to the eighties when I uh, used to do uh, like uh, demos for like bands such as Climby Fisher on the Foxtex sixteen track. Name drop. And, yeah, 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 Climby <laughs> Fisher. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, it's I I really like the song. I, you know, I. I, I agree it's like you know driving in the car with the roof down and it's lovely really nice this is kind of cool. like the polar opposite to what you brought for your head to head this is stripped back it's simple 
it's chilled, whereas the song you bought for your head head almost makes you feel a bit anxious because there's so much going on. This is the polar opposite. This is yes, just, yeah. I can sit back, close my eyes and just enjoy this. This is, um, I'm all in festival mode at the moment. This is Sunday morning, eating a nice bacon bomb uh, at a festival. This is with the music just around Coming you. down off of all thing. of the drugs. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had three cups of coffee and half a cider on Saturday night. That's what I do. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, coming down off all of the caffeine. All of the caffeine. Yeah, I'm coming down off all the caffeine. Absolutely. Other Neil. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, it was you know it was a, I was getting a bit of new order from it. Yeah. Definitely that eighties sort of throwback vibe. It's a good shout now. But it was just beautiful. It just sort of like the music washes over you. I I must admit, I struggled to pay too much attention to it because every time I stuck it on it just made me feel really relaxed. It's sort of like, I, I don't want this to come out wrong, it, it wasn't boring, but it's the sort of thing, I, you know, sort of music I could quite comfortably go to sleep to. Not because it's boring, but because it puts me in that state of that peaceful state. It's hypnotic. Hypnotic, like hypnotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, so, I'll listen to a few more of their songs. Um, I particularly liked Headbanging in the Mirror. That's, uh, that's a good song by, uh, by DuckTales. <laughs> um, and I've got to say, awesome awesome name, um, awesome stage name, because you know, he's one of the best best cartoons of the 80s. Yeah, it really wasn't. Absolutely. Uh, and, and if you are going uh, to sort of you know, work in a genre that is a throwback to the 80s, give yourself an 80s sounding name. Absolutely. Mm. I think... I think like, the pinnacle of this genre, the person you can sort of point out and say, this guy is like the most, you know, in inverted commas, known, would probably be Bonobo. He's probably the one who's sort of at the pinnacle of, of this genre. Who? Of the hypnagogic, yeah. It, I'd say that... Uh, the, anybody familiar with Bonobo? No. No. With what? Bonobo. I've heard people playing oboe. <laughs> <laughs> Just me then. But yeah, somebody like Bonobo, yeah. So yeah, excellent. I'm, I'm glad you all like it. So uh, we've got to choose a genre for next time. Okay. Um, and it is. It'll be it's Neil. me next time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yes, it is. N- Neil Taylor, do you have an obscure genre in mind or would you like to just choose a letter? Um, oh, let me. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, just choose a letter. There, just choose a letter. Any letter. Go on then. Uh, H. H. Okay. H. Um, one, two, three, four, or five. Four. No. no okay. Just house, just house music. Oh, Neil, Neil's got to go and find some house music. Are you using the obscure? Using the obscure genre? I went on radio.net. And we've got a bible. We've got an actual. You haven't heard this music podcast bible full of uh, genres. Only it's at the studio, and we're still, we're still not, not. You know, we're still doing the distance thing. We can't so. socially distance in the studio because there isn't two meters in it. Okay, I'm going to do it this way. Really I'm going to go H. Right, no, it's the, it's the same one. It's just house, Neil. You've got a house. That's oh, what's right. happening. Yeah. Do you want me to choose something else? No, 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 no. <laughs> we've not, we haven't had a house, so... <laughs> we haven't had house, it's fine. No, no, it's it's, uh, we've not done it, it before, so, yeah. It does sound terrible, mm. doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, on the next episode, we're going to bring the music of domicile. I mean, house. Yeah. I, you know, kind of, I think it was sort of in the late 90s, we went through this uh, sort of phase where we had things, you know, somebody caught with, with house music and then there was garage. And it's garage? Like... Nobody went to a garage <laughs> night. <laughs> hey, you know, Mr. DJ, pump that party in the garage Ga- night. Garage, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Garage man. music. You know, you've got house, you've got garage. You know, it's like, what's next, shit? Greenhouse, <laughs> Portaloo. Oh, I'd listen to that. Excellent. So, right, so on the Mobile next home. What's next, Neil? The orangery. <laughs> Conservatoire. 
Okay. Right. Oh dear. Yes, yeah, a house, house, Neil. House. Okay. Right. Yeah, Neil's Neil's been challenged with the music of house. So we're going to move on now to the last section of the show, and it's all about our special guest, Neil Taylor, in the Artist Spotlight. Neil Taylor, so uh, Neil, how was your 2018? Uh, 2018. 2018. Yeah, how was your 2018? <laughs> just lost two years. 2020 isn't worth talking about. Wayne's just invented time travel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk I don't about, even know where that came from. Let's talk about 2018 because 2020 has been shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's remind ourselves when right. life used to be good. Yeah. All right, I so mean, what's well, been happening in 2020 for you, Neil? 2020, I mean, I've, I've, I've just enjoyed being at home because with, 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 I, I was on tour for like almost four months months last year non-stop without being home so it was it was nice this year to be home and not doing anything really you know so I have I've enjoyed it but I have been like recording and stuff and uh, I, I'm doing quite a lot of production music for a label Chapel House of Rock House was it Chapel of Rock, sorry, and uh, so that that's been really good and that that takes a lot of my time so I'm just on my computer, like, you know, recording and stuff. And watching movies of an evening and drinking some wine. That's about it, really. But, yeah, so that, that's been 2020 for me, really, so far. So, that, um, you say you were touring for four months last year. Was that the, um, you came on as Artist of the Week some time ago? Is that tour that you're on about, like, you tour, touring the album? Because you got signed by a label in America, didn't you? Um, well, I, I, I'm... In the process of doing that, because I basically I, I signed a deal with them, and then a week later they the company folded. <laughs> yeah, honestly, what happens? Uh, yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, I, they basically d- decided to go in with this other company called MI Five and make it one thing. So I kind of uh, we decided to, both parties decided to give it a rest and uh, maybe look at it this year. Um, and I and I, I wanted to change some of my album anyway. It's just a bit too poppy for me. I'm going to do, I'm going to start working on that soon. You want to dirty um, it up a bit? Yeah, yeah. It's just all a little bit too, I just went a bit too middle of the road with it for some reason. I don't know why. I'm, maybe it's my age. I don't know. But, it did um, have a very Def Leppard, uh, clean type feel to it. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas what, what you've been saying to, Tonight, which I didn't realise, you have a bit of a, a grungy, gritty side. Yeah, I have a dirtier side, that's yeah. for sure, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's just one, you know, it's going to it's gonna take some time because I've got, you know, lyrically and stuff, it's, you know, you've got to think of things that are interesting lyrically, you know, you just can't write love songs all the time, can you, you know. No, not so, in this day um, and age, you've got to write something know, really dark just, and dismal and depressing. Yeah, I'm 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 pondering stuff at the moment, really. You know, but uh, yeah, so so it's a company called MI5. It's part of Universal, um, and I'll probably do something either later in the year or next year with them. But I mean, la- last year was I I was on tour in Austria in Germany with my own band um, for like two and a half three weeks in May, and then I came back and I had a few weeks off, and then I started a tour with uh chris de burke uh which Fucking went hell. on and which went on until who's that uh, sorry who's, who's chris de burke chris de burke <laughs> let, let, <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and then then i i finished that on december the 5th and then i went straight to japan 
to Japan to work with a, a Japanese guitar player and I played some shows with him uh, and then flew back just before uh, New Year. Uh, so I missed Christmas at home and it really took it out of me, to be honest with you. I mean, last year, you know, it's as, as I'm getting older, I, I just don't want to be touring all the time, you know. But if you it's didn't, just, you'd miss it? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I probably would. You're right. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot, lot of, like, late nights um, and then a lot of long drives, uh, a lot of flights, and it's just flying. It's become... It's, it's just not, not easy anymore, is it? You know, it's, it's stressful flying these days. Um, I, I, I just don't... I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of... I've done it for many years. Fuck me, Neil. You've just sucked all the, all the fun out of music. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I mean, you know, back, back like, you know, like 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, working with Robbie and stuff, it was amazing because it, it was all private jets. You know, we'd, we, we'd, get on a, we'd get on a jet and then we'd, we'd fly into, say, Cologne to do a TV show and, like, there's cars waiting for us on the tarmac. No, no passport control, just straight out. And they give you your, your hotel keys in, in the car. And um, every life was simple then. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's pl- plenty of ups and pl- plenty of downs. And um, e- even in the last few years, I mean, I've, I've toured Germany doing solo acoustic shows. And one, I did six weeks at one point. And, you know, it's just... Very, very soul destroying, because you just never know how many people are going to show up, um, and generally, not very many people did. You, know, you took a so. bit. Of, you took a bit of a, a step, didn't you? It was a bit of a risk doing what you did, because obviously, yeah, you, yeah. You, but you, I mean, you, I, you know, you, you're I, fa- you're a famous guitarist. That's why people like Robbie Williams and the Tina Turner people like that came to you because you know people that they know you, they know you're good. So for you mm. to step away from that and do your own thing was a you know, it was always going to be a bit of a risk. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, and I, I understand that. But, I mean, when I was at 17, 18 years old, that's all I wanted to be as a front man in my own back, which I was, you know, back in Bristol. Um, and then, you know, just I went on a different path, and the path chose me, you know. I didn't cho- chose it, you know. Um, yeah, and then I started be- then I was a session guitar player. Uh, but I've never really considered myself a session guitar player. I'm, I, you know, I can't read music, and I'm terrible at reading chord charts. Um, but I, 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 but I you just can play the guitar like, like nobody's business. Yeah, well, it's it's all done, you know, mainly by ear, really. And um, if you put too many chord changes in it, then it's like I'm I'm buggered, you know. <laughs> um, can you know a story you remind me of there, Neil? No. Um, can, is, is a question for you. Can anybody yeah. name a famous a famous session player? Um, Can anybody? Name na- a yeah. Famous session player. Um, Neil, Neil Taylor. Taylor. Neil, obviously. <laughs> 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 uh, nice. Yeah. I can't think of anyone now. No, it's it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. No, it, Robert, and, and, Neil. Other yeah. Neil. Yeah. No, I can't. Other, other, than, other than the one we're speaking to now. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so your story is very similar to probably the most famous. Session player um, yeah, that I true. know of, uh, which is Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell, God, yes, he Glenn was, Campbell wasn't he? was a session player. Yeah, he was yeah. a session player, and he couldn't read a, a stitch of music. He did it all by no. you. Is it exactly yeah. the same as yourself. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you, I suppose you, you share made, DNA with uh, I suppose with Glenn Campbell. More creative in a sense as well, because you, you you're using your head rather than paper and theory. I've always enjoyed the sessions where 
you know, someone will, will call me up and say, can you come in and like uh, play on this track? And the producers that I used to work with knew, knew me for like just, um, it's like you, you have a canvas and, you know, you paint something on it. That, that, that's how I liken it. It's just, you go in and they put you straight in record and without knowing the, you know, the song or haven't heard it before and just play. And that's when you formulate some really interesting things and some good ideas. Um, and then we'd like carry on and, oh, that idea there you played was really good. Let's kind of work on that a bit. And I'm going to keep that bit because that's that's perfect. And it's a, I've always loved those kind of things. But soon as you put me in a room where I'm told to play something, it's like for me, it's like being back at school, like doing mathematics or something. You know, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. And I, I didn't get into music for that. I got got in to enjoy it and do my own thing, you know, which I never quite did. Um, but you know, Sailor V, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've had a, a very good career. I can't really grumble. Um, so we're going to be playing your song at the end of the show, which is "We All Hurt Inside." Is this off a uh, Prince album or a recent released album now? No, th- this was off of my uh, 2019 release, uh, the album called "Come Out of the Silence." Yeah, it's it's basically about um, people with anxiety, and yeah, that that's the basis of the song, really. Is that something um, you relate to? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can really relate to it. Yeah, yeah. That that's why I've read it. We all can at the moment. But um, yeah, and that 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 song is is kind of dear to me, really. You know, lyrically and mel- melody wise and stuff. Excellent. So enjoy it. A friend yeah. of mine called Cyber Monday. That's his actual. That's his birth name, Cyber Monday. His parents really? did not like him. Um, <laughs> no, it's, and no, he's, that's his, that's his, obviously his stage name. He's a. He's been on the podcast before. He's going to be a guest in the future. I was speaking to him today, so he's, I think he's coming on next month. I mentioned that you're on tonight. Oh, I love Tears for Fears, by the law. Um, and he wants to know. Such a cool band. It would be interesting to know from him how he feels the industry industry has changed. How would you say the in, in, industry's, indus, industry has changed since when you started to name? Well, I mean, back in the 80s, well, t- if you take Tears for Fears, for example, uh, after their big album, Songs from the Big Chair, they went in to record So in the Seeds of Blood. And it took them four years. Did it take um, that long? Yeah, it took them four years. And they were... A lot of the time, I think, they were in uh, Psalm Studios in London and the townhouse on the Goldhawk Road, which is no no longer. And these studios at this time were, were like, going out for about 1,200 a day. Wow. Um, and they would have it in... That was in the 80s? Lo- yeah. And they, they would have it in a kind of lockout. So they would book, like, two months and then get, get, you know, players in or, you know, session players or whatever... Uh, and with the producer, and I was in, you know, some of the uh, recording sessions with them, and they, they would, uh, I remember at the Warhol, no, not the Warhol, um, Peter Gabriel's studio in Box, and they were there for two two days deciding whether the drums should be real drums or the Fairlight drums. I mean, it's just like, and I was sat there, you know, it's just like two two days just discussing this at like, what, £1,200 a day. Jesus. You know. So there was a lot of money around in the but 80s. But the, the record labels were throwing money back in the 80s, weren't they? Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they kept throwing money at, at bands, and especially Tears for Fears, because they had that massive uh, album. And I remember hearing the, the Sowing the Seeds of Love album, they had to sell four million albums to recoup, which they did. But 
Yeah, four million arms to recoup. Wow. I mean, like, money was no object to anyone. I mean, especially, I mean, even with session players back then, you used to all be, almost be able to command your own price. They wouldn't, sometimes they wouldn't question it. Very, very strong. Wow. Too much cocaine yeah. knocking about then, that's what that was. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, completely, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's... So money-wise, it's really changed, and now there's no band, no band really gets signed on a like a, a deal to like nurture them and like take them through one or two albums or three albums like they did in the seventies. It's all like they want it now, now. You know, if you don't have a hit, then you're gone. That kind of thing. And of course, you know, people can download stuff for free. MP, you know, MP3s, iTunes, and stuff. People listen to it on the internet, don't they? They listen to YouTube and they watch the video on YouTube and they mm. can stream it to their phone or whatever they do, you know. Yeah, so uh, the record labels wouldn't mind, you know, uh, one or two bad albums back in the 70s, 80s. No, that's right, they, they wouldn't they mind knew, that at all. If, if they knew the band had it in them, you know, a couple of bad albums okay, so long as they make yeah. that one. But now, yeah. like you say, you've got, to, yes. you've got to come to the label with a product ready, yes. ready to go. Yeah, exactly. But also a lot, a lot of bands are doing it themselves now, aren't they, as well? And they're doing okay out of it, some bands. The technology's come a long way. Yeah. So you can pretty much do in your home now what you the, the kind of quality you'd have had to pay yes. 1200 a day for back yes, in the 80s. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we, we, are, we are at the end of the podcast uh, now, so we're going to finish off with playing Neil's song, uh, Neil Taylor's song, uh, We All Hurt Inside. Not mine. Just before we go. <laughs> <laughs> you should do a cover of it, Neil, I could play that as well. Uh, just before we go, um, a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, I asked the question, and I'm going to ask you guys as well, what's the best bass solo? Ooh, stumped everybody. I'll, I'll read you some of the replies we had out. Yeah. So uh, we had, wow. I can't read my old writing again. Uh, Ultra Dark Room Rocker at Ultra Dark Room Rocker. He said Cliff Burton's bass solo in Orion from the Master of Puppets album. Mm. And I got um, somebody called All in the Jungle as All in the Jungle. They said the micro bass solo in You Can Call Me Owl by um, Paul Simon. You know which one? That, yeah. That, that one is. Uh, yeah. That is really good. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's fantastic, that one, yeah. Yeah. There's there's another one. Loop at loop 00520896 said, um, Charlotte Moffitt. Uh, Charlotte Moffitt is in the person that was in Gogglebox. Charlotte. Oh. <laughs> Charlotte Moffitt, and uh, it's the song, Who Does She Hope To Be, from the album, forget it, it's by Sonny Shamrock. I listened to that, that's really good as well. And there's another one, which I've got here. Which is Samedge Podjink, I think it is, and it's Tal Wakefield solo in Jeff Beck's song uh, "We Ended as Lovers," which is which is really spectacular to be honest. I'll give that a listen. Any, any Can I just guys? throw one into the mix there? Yeah, um, it's t- probably not the most technically amazing bass solo, but it's it's one of those moments I think in a song which is where it just fits so perfectly in the way the song is structured. And that's Adam Clayton's bass solo in uh, Gloria by U2. I don't know that one. Yeah, check check out Gloria by U2. It was on their second album, uh, October, uh, one of their very early songs. But it it just, it's sort of like everything just sort of sweeps in and comes back. And it's more the way the song's structured. It's it's like like that, that bass solo really belongs there. Any any fear, Rich? Probably some of the stuff that Flea did in um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I'm not yes. really a, a bass person, but I, yeah, I love 
what Flea, Flea did. And I mean, he, he basically was the lead guitarist in the, the Chili Peppers with his oh, bass yeah, guitar. John, John Frusciante was off getting his teeth pulled out by Russian Mafia War, he said. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say one of my favourites is probably um, the section in My Friend of Misery by Metallica. It's Jason Newstead's um, sort of walking bass riff. That's, that's spectacular. I love that one. Any for you, Neil Taylor? I'd, I'd loved kind of, uh, I, I can't remember what, what song it was, but I saw like uh, The Who live on TV a few years ago and John Entwistle, he, he did some amazing Ox, yeah. stuff. In- incredible yeah. bassist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and was... and call, call Me Out, Paul Simon, that, that, that was amazing too, I must say. That is, yeah. So how many yeah. how many bass notes can you fit into about three seconds? Though isn't it spectacular? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So thanks thanks to everybody on Twitter and and Facebook who got who got in touch with me. I'm going to put another one out in a couple of weeks and uh, I'll read the uh, responses out again on the next episode. So talk about the next episode. Who's our guest on the next episode, Rich? Oh, fuck me, you do this every time. Every time. It's only been three years. Rooks. Rooks. Rooks or rooks? Rooks are the, are the special guest on the next episode. Mm-hmm. So. The head to head at the moment. Rich is still running away with it. He's on eight. I'm on three, and Neil is on two after today's win. Catching up, catching so, up. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations to, to Neil. We'll have another wild card for you all to uh, feast your ears upon. Uh, the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go is Neil's, and he's going to be bringing the music of House. There's some good oh, House obviously. music out there, Neil. This should be this should this should be a. There's a smorgasbord of good music out there for you for this. Smorgasbord, nice. Can we put out some Twitter thing and ask people to submit stuff? You'll get loads. You'll get loads, yeah. Excellent. Uh, and then we'll finish up with the artist spotlight, as as always. So I just want to say thanks to, to Neil Taylor. Thanks for joining us, Neil. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. It was uh, very enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Neil. I, you made me laugh a lot. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um, be, be sure to check Neil out on uh, Spotify and iTunes and Sir Neil, everywhere Sir else. Neil, he deserves a knighthood by now. <laughs> <laughs> And give him a follow on Twitter and uh, and Facebook and all of the social media. I'm assuming it's just at Neil Taylor. Yeah, it's uh, my website. God, uh, Neil Taylor dot net. Neil Taylor. Neil Taylor. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you'll be able to find him through that. Uh, go and find the the heads heads, the wild cards, and and this week the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode as well. Go go listen to all those songs. They're fantastic. And go listen to the artists. Give them a follow. Also, I'm missing us. You know, if you like what you hear. Spread the word. We always welcome new listeners. Um, if you're new to the show, come back. We, you know, it's always fun every week. We do something like this. Um, <laughs> give us a follow on Facebook. Watch out for Twitter. You know, go to Podcast Addict. Where, where, where can they find us, Rich? It's bloody everywhere. I, I'm iTunes, sick of saying Spotify, it. Spotify, Podcast Addict, Podbean, Podchaser, uh, TuneIn. Everywhere you, everywhere you listen to a podcast, you can find us. Please go on iTunes. Uh, give us a review. Give, give us, us a good, leave us preferably a, review, a good leave one. Leave us a five star. That is, that's worth more to us than money because that helps get the podcast out there. Um, but only five star reviews. If you if you're going to give us any less than that, don't bother. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, on the next episode. I'll read some of the five star reviews we've had uh, come across yeah. that way. So we're, we'll give those uh, those guys a but bit. Yeah, of the, more, the more we, the more you can help get us out there, the more we can get the independent, independent, independent artists out <laughs> yeah. there. So. Like garage. The more you help us, the more we can help you. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, we're at the end. So uh, I've been Wayne. I've been Richie. I've been Neil. He's been. And I've been Neil Taylor. He's been Neil too. <laughs> and thank you for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Inside So much pain to hide We make the same
I'm Neil Taylor and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. You're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Yeah. That's the one. I'm just writing this down. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't want to get it wrong. No. Did you write your name down? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You haven't heard this music, right? Yeah. You haven't heard this music podcast. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.